Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hi guys, welcome to Simplified Marketing. Um, you can find out more on marketingsimplified.co.uk. Um, my name is Andrew Black and I help trades get off the tools. I'm John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia and I'm your brand guardian. So we do a number of these different shows. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we just discuss things amongst ourselves, different subjects when we're out talking to our clients and see what their kind of major pain points are. Um, but one for me that kind of keeps coming up is the number of trades that we work with, do a lot of their marketing, do a lot of their brand awareness, and they push that through uh, channels, social media channels like Facebook. So just to break it down, what is your understanding of what organic reach means and how does that relate to our trades clients? After you. After ladies first. Oh, ladies first. Okay, so, <laughs> <Only> in, t- <laughs> so in terms of social, um, I guess the simplest way to put that would be when you're putting out um, content that you're not paying for ads and things behind. So um, that might be, um, you might make a video on site, for example, and or you might have a, a graphic made that's put out there. An organic reach is then the people that are seeing it are as part of your following already. So if you've got Heroes on Hands, the Facebook page, and you've got 150 likes on there, um, those are people that are following your page. And they are the most likely to be able to see what you're going to put on that page. But because of Facebook algorithms, which is like all big complicated words, and it it doesn't necessarily mean all those 150 people are going to see this stuff. Um, It might only be five or ten. Um, which is why organic reach can be difficult to rely on, um, but there's so many things that encompass um, why it can be important, how it's branded, yeah. um, how you, on Insta, for example, how you might hashtag things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that goes behind it, but basically organic reach is stuff that you don't put money towards behind. I think if you break it down succinctly, things like Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, Instagram, they want to keep you looking at their platform for as long amount of time as possible. So therefore, all the processes behind something like Facebook are to make you look at more, keep scrolling, keep looking at things, keep liking things, keep commenting on things. So they're only gonna show you things that they think you are gonna like. That's why they've managed to, I mean, marketing is all about talking to the one person, Yeah. okay? So Facebook is all about showing things to that one person which are just totally clued into that one person to keep them on screen. And the longer you can keep that person there, the more ads you can show them, the more things they're going to click on, the more ad revenue and more revenue in total Facebook makes. So organic reach, I completely agree with, with your definition of it because I think that's pretty much spot on. But the things to think about are, what things are you putting on Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, right. that are going to get those likes and comments that are going to clue in to the person who's actually there scrolling that is Facebook's captive audience. Yeah. Like, I suppose, um, and I don't know how true this is, but maybe you guys will know more working sort of more closely on the digital side. But the things that I'm hearing back nowadays is, say you've got, I don't know, 500 followers. Now it's getting to the point where your own organic reach, those are my followers, but I can't even reach my followers. I'm only reaching a percentage of those followers. So it feels like the big, um, big platforms like Facebook will get to a point where, well, just to speak to my friends, family, and people I'm connected to, I'm going to have to pay. And it feels like there's going to be some sort of subscription model, maybe even for personal users and not just businesses. Well, these platforms, they're a business at the end of the day. and that's They're going to want us to use all their possible tools that they have um, as much as possible. There's, there's little things that we can do to try and improve our organic reaches. So 
something like Facebook, and you can go live on Facebook, right? If Facebook can see that you are utilising as many of their tools as possible, they see you as an active user, and they'll, they'll want to try and help promote some of your content a bit more. Okay. So this is where I say to some of my clients that I work with on a retainer basis where we create their branded content for them. You know, I can't climb up a tree for my tree surgeon and do a live. I, I could try. Uh, it probably would, it would <laughs> actually probably be quite cool. Mm. But um, I, I do encourage them and I say, look, try and go live on site before and afters, like where you are today as much as possible. Because that's actually going to help um, promote all the other stuff we're doing because Facebook's seeing you as a happy oh they're using our stuff yeah. they're promoting us okay. more so there's little tricks like that that you can try and to be fair do. you gave that advice and I have seen that video and he has done a Facebook live up a tree and it was brilliant <laughs> oh okay yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> working I like it yeah. there are other strategies as well that you can employ so one of the better ways I think to get in front of a very specific audience which can be quite large are Facebook groups yeah. So, for example, one of the architect businesses that I work with, um, one of the plans we put in place right at the start, go through and make a list of all the different groups which are going to be more specific to the areas that you, you work in, basically. So, you know, Hampstead Garden Suburb or Mumsnet, something like this. You've got a specific audience which are all talking about a specific problem. Get invited into that group, get a ringer in, someone who is similar. So in this case, it was the architect's wife. Um, she got invited into the group and then if there's anyone talking about specific planning application problems within that group gotcha. my husband does this here's a link to it and therefore and then everyone in that group is more likely to see that I think rather than just posting it from your business page or from your personal account and also it's a specific audience that is the one thing really that all these social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram really stand out on they're there to target and they know shed loads about all their users mm. that you can actually get in front of specific people who you're more likely to make a sale from, your ideal customers. So is it just about being a bit more smart because it does feel like eventually, no matter what we do, that kind of our own organic reach to our own audience is just going to reduce and reduce over a period of time? Facebook, are change, as an example, they're changing the platform constantly, right? So for people like us that are on there all the time for our clients, even I might not be on there for one day and all of a sudden I go back on, I'm sure you've noticed, I'm like, where's that button gone? Why is that over there? Why can't I do that? And it's infuriating for us, but we're at machines all day long. So people like our trade boy clients who are on site and are not keeping up a couple of days out from these platforms that they think, right, I've just mastered how to do a live or I've just nailed how to be able to schedule a post. They come back to it later on and it's like, oh my God, like, I can't do any of this anymore. What the hell? And it's all bamboozled. Um, so Facebook wants to be encouraging all of us to be on there mm. every day as much as possible to keep up with what's going on. Um, and I can see why the trades especially do end up struggling because they're just, they're not at the screen as much as we yeah. are. And, and then you fall behind and then you get infuriated because then if Facebook are seeing, oh, Heroes on Hand hasn't posted for two weeks, they're not seeing you as the active user, so they're not yeah. promoting you more. So you get into this web. There's so much stuff that mm. comes around social. And then knowing like your ideal clients, so then knowing what groups to spend time on and post in. Why are you going to spend time posting in a group that you know is full of 22-year-olds that can't afford loft conversions or whatever else? Yeah. Why are you going to do that? This, that's marketing in general, right? You need to study and be aware of everything and know where to go and, and where not to waste money. That's kind of where people like me and John come in I to help some, clients. Yeah, there's some really good points on there because 
that is another thing, isn't it? Because Facebook are watching out for your regularity. How Absolutely. often are you using posting mm-hmm. and which of your posts are actually getting most interactions? So likes and, and comments. Um, but I mean, there, there are different, there are, there are other different ways to do it. And if you, you know, little plug here, but johnlawley.co.uk forward slash downloads, there are several um, PDFs there free to download, um, which will help you, will walk you through basically setting up a business account on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Um, it still is a viable business, but how much it, Facebook wants you to invest in it yeah, sure. before it invests in you. But you could kind of see them rolling out some sort of, you know, subscription Spotify style model where you, you'd go, okay, well, pay two pounds a month, all of a sudden become the biggest company in the world by a long shot, because I think we're so trained now. Is it the average person scrolls six miles a year, something like that? Maybe more. Who knows? Which I'm taking as cardio. So, that's <laughs> um, but once you, you work out one muscle, yeah, exactly, exactly that. So, but because we're so trained now to look at that type of light and get that dopamine hit from those likes, and oh, why didn't that post get more likes than that post? And we're now caught up in this almost this cycle. So it's a case of well, if I'm using it for a business, I certainly want to get my message, not just the sales message, but my message to my following. You could quite happily see that. that may well be the business model that they go to. I, I, well, I would, I can, I can understand your arguments with that, but I would disagree with that. Because if you think of the American business model, okay, it's, it's most, it is, again, it's down to reach, isn't it? Mm. So if Facebook has 2 billion, 5 billion people, potentially, on its network every day or every week, that's, that's a selling point to its advertisers. Right. You give, you know, I can, I can put you in your advertisement in front of a huge audience. So why would you put a barrier to entry to that audience? Because you want it to be bigger, and you want everyone on the planet. So it'd be a completely different model to their current advertising model. Slightly, it would. Yeah, it mm. would change. It would be a huge change in direction. I think. Although having said that, from an advertising point of view, the amount of space Facebook has to actually place advertisements on is getting smaller and smaller because of the demand. Right. So that's why the price of advertising with Facebook has gone up dramatically over the last couple of years. But um, another factor as well is that if you're falling behind on doing the actual organic posts yourself, there are a lot of inbuilt tools in Facebook to be able to schedule things, aren't there, in advance? Does it have to be within Facebook itself? Like if you use an external posting tool or say, I post through Instagram, which posts on Facebook, I appreciate they are the same company, but does the Facebook algorithms recognize that as a Facebook post? or not a post at all because it's been done by Instagram or an external software? Good question. That's slightly, te- well, it goes over the head of my technical purview. Georgia? I mean, I'd imagine that, again, if you're doing it on the platform, the platform is seeing you as being active on there again. So I know I could be guessing on that one, but I've used external platforms to schedule stuff. I know you do as well, John. Mm-hmm. Like, it's depending on the client and depending on what we need to be doing. Um, but for most of my clients, I do it native to the platform that it needs to be um, scheduled on, right, to be honest. Okay. Like, as a matter of ease, just for me and my team. Um, but I, I can only imagine that maybe that m- might be more beneficial again, because you're on the platform. Mm. So it's seeing you as behind the scenes doing stuff yeah. more, and you're a user. You're on there 10 hours a day rather than being somewhere else for the 10 hours scheduling. So. Do you think when there was talk of um, LinkedIn having a, a better organic reach, it's kind of been the, the buzzword, if you like, um, it almost seems like LinkedIn looks more and more like Facebook every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, because Facebook have got a winning model. 
Yeah. And LinkedIn has kind of been 50% anyway, people using it as Facebook to, to post yeah. you know, little bits and pieces. Um, when really it should just be the professional version of that. And I mean, it was started up by recruiters, wasn't it? Because right. you can see the CVs of everyone and you can get in touch with the right people to start selling your, your services to as a recruiter. Um, oh, okay. But it's it, it could be a remarkable tool. I think as well we have to remember is a lot of these social media platforms work a lot better in the country that they were developed in. Right. As in the United States of America, you have a very big population spread out over a huge distance. So in order to do business around that whole area, you've got to be online, you've got to embrace these new techniques. Something like the United Kingdom, we're a little bit behind in this. Yeah. Um, it's still a very valuable model, but we're kind of a closer, more dense population. That's why something like networking is something as well to add to that marketing mix. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, I mean, so, sort of different arguments there. I suppose in terms of the different platforms we've got, um, what one would you advise for your clients? I've left that question open-ended on purpose. Ooh. Depends on the client, doesn't it? Yeah. So for, for me and the trades boys, I'm always plugging Facebook to them just because Facebook has a whole like functionality on recommendation. Um, I've found heaps of referrals for my trades friends and clients just from popping onto Facebook for 10 minutes because I'm a member of lots of groups that are maybe mums saying, oh, I'm looking to get an extension or my friends posting, Does anyone know a painter and decorator? It's a really acceptable form of communication on Facebook. On Instagram, you, it's more about the visual and yeah. it's not about that kind of interaction necessarily um, and LinkedIn is not really one I, I touch too much on but would have a lot of power in the commercial space over the domestic but for any of my trades companies that um, are focusing on domestic and part commercial I'm always plugging Facebook because they've seen a massive return constantly mm. like even if they're investing the same amount of time and energy into the other platforms it's always Facebook that's delivering for them because of how it's formatted and how everyone knows how to use it in the communities that they're looking to grow into. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But just to embellish that a bit more, I think it's, think, think about the age ranges. Where are your ideal client likely to spend the time? So Facebook generally actually has become quite an older platform, which users have become older. Yeah. Because you, you, I think you tend to find that, you know, people in, later on in life are using it to catch up with their family and friends. Who are younger, yeah, um, and see it as one way to you know keep up with pictures. I know you know I've got family in Australia; they're always posting about their life there, so you always catch up here, and vice versa. Mm. Um, whereas Instagram, and Instagram's worked phenomenally well for a lot of the visual businesses I yeah. work with. So our carpenters, we've mentioned him loads of times, but RK Carpentry. Don't mention him again. <laughs> <laughs> Too many plugs. Yeah. But you know, just taking images in the homes of people that he's just you know, fitted cabinets and whatever on your kitchen with, and then posting that on Instagram and showing how it can all work out. So if it's a, a question of where does the customer shop or where are the customers based? Completely, yeah. And then also, I suppose, the different platforms seem to be per generation. So where does like Snapchat and TikTok fit into that? Oh, well, God. <laughs> youngest generation. But I, I think if you are a, a business, unless your product is really focused on a teenage audience or younger, 
you would never even touch Snapchat. Would you find that the larger companies are maybe trying to do that sort of great cradle to grave style marketing where they're trying to even, okay, the kids are getting the messages now, but they're also then trying to influence their parents who are going to be the people that are buying the products and services? Well, quite possibly. You hear about all these stories, I don't know, actually, there's interesting stories about Fortnite, the game, right. where um, a lady had run up a credit card bill of tens of thousands of pounds um, because she'd actually put her credit card details in and her son was just pressing buy now. In 99 no. pence bundles, no. nine, buy now, buy now, buy now. So if you've got access to that as an easy yeah. payment option, you know, you're screwed. Um, but I, I think as well, there's, you've got to think about how you talk to people on the different platforms. So on Facebook, is it more of a video? You've got a wider um, section where you can put yeah. the, the information, um, the images and video, etc. Whereas on Instagram, you can use different filters. It's more of a square. Um, and, and, and then does, does that impact you know, your profile page where you've got a grid of three by X amount? Yeah, you really have to think about it. And the colours and the palette and things that you use. RK Carpentry, again, do that quite well. <laughs> do it again, John. <laughs> on their again. Instagram feed, because it's a similar colour palette that they use, so it's, this is them. And yeah. It's interesting to see that their brand is similar, etc. And often with the bigger companies, right, they've got bigger marketing budgets. Mm. They've got staff, they've got the manpower that they can dabble in some of these other platforms to tap into and test, which is often what a lot of marketing is about, right? We're testing things. When you're a small company and you're a trade owner with four guys on your team and you're doing your, your social media marketing for everyone, do you have time of an evening or do you have the want? To be posting on Facebook, mm. posting on Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok. In, with the different languages with the that different each of those languages, platforms need. creating the content, yeah. doing all that. So no, like the most cost-effective, time-efficient um, way of thinking is, right, where are my ideal clients? Let me focus there. So if it is Facebook and if it is um, mums between 30 and 40 that are, are trying to expand their family home, where are they? Well, they're in the mums groups. What what location do I want to be working? I want to be working in Hampstead and Islington. So I go and find groups that are based in Hampstead and Islington. Then of an evening, I might just put all my focus in those groups that have 10,000 people anyway yeah. um, and post up. Here I was today in Hampstead Lane or whatever that's going to be. And here's this before and after of the loft that it started out as nothing. And now it's this beautiful um, redesign. Put in all your work then where the ideal client is rather than wasting all night where you could be with your kids and your family. And you're, it's, you're going to get a much better return doing that than thinking, oh, let me go on Snapchat where there's all my 16-year-old cousins that won't be <laughs> investing in lofts. Not yet. Not yes. yet. It might be cool, hip and trendy, but it's not necessarily... I think the fact that you said cool, hip and trendy means that you're not on Snapchat. <laughs> right straight away. Um, and yeah, yeah. and that's, that's a good one because we had um, Simon Miller Architects on the other week and actually one of the things they've had a lot of success with as, as well as the Hampstead Mums groups etc is actually by giving their time so doing a Facebook live mm -hmm. for that group right. okay you are a small captured audience here um, you want to know about planning permissions in this area because it's a you know renovation area etc um, we're gonna do a half an hour Facebook live you've got access to someone with expertise in this field Asking the questions. Yeah. We're doing it live. You've got a live answer. And I think that is something that can be really powerful. So offer your time to these groups as an expert. So look, before seeing your physical kind of reach go backwards, what do, apart from using an expert like you guys, what do the trades companies need to do themselves before 
it physically stops working, they're reaching less and less people every day, what would you advise them to do, apart from the group stuff? Consistency is everything on these on these platforms. Okay, you may not be able to afford yet someone to oversee your brand or like the help of, of us, but be consistent. Like have in your head, you know, every morning when I go on site, the first thing I'm going to do is a one minute live or something. Say where I am. Today I'm in Enfield and today I'm working on um, an extension. Just so people can see a face, hear a voice, and we start breaking that, you know, like trust factor issue. Um, don't be doing something once and then nothing again for months and months. Like, commit to something small and be consistent. John? Perfect answer, I think. But one of the things I think Georgie does very well is to set out a schedule of that mm-hmm. across the week. So posting this type of content here, this type of content here, etc., etc. Be consistent with that across the weeks and you'll probably see your organic reach go up. Well, guys, to find out more, please click on the links on this episode and please go onto the Marketing Simplified website and please follow us as our individual companies where we're adding plenty of value and hopefully posting on Facebook correctly. Hopefully. See you on the next one. Thanks, guys. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.